This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. What's up? You guys are listening to a Velvet's Edge podcast. This is Kelly, and I'm here with my friend, Hippie Pomerantz. Hi. <laughs> we were just having a conversation because I'm like, that is not a real name. Like, there's no way that's your real name. I tell you what, it, it actually is. Right. And I love it. It's short for Philippa. So, um, you know, being a children's book author, we can't really have as one of my many things. We were just having a conversation <laughs> about how many things we both do. But um, it was like Philippa at a little kid's book signing. Not so much. Pippi, on the other hand, makes oh. everyone laugh, everyone right. smile. And so. they can actually pronounce the name <laughs> yeah. Pippi. I feel so. like a little kid would be like, Philippa. could not do <laughs> yeah. it. So, okay, you mentioned the children's book thing, and we'll get into a lot of that later, but as you said, you have about 10 jobs just like me, so let's just kind of dabble into what those are to introduce you to the people, but the first one is a production company. That's kind of where you got your start, right? Completely. Okay. Completely. So, so yes. what's the production company called? So, PJ Pictures is PJ Pictures. my production company. Yeah. Um, I got my start at USC Film School, actually. So, that's how you ended up in LA. Yeah. I'm still in LA for yeah. people, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I went to SC Film School. So that's Amazing. how it all started. Yeah. So you knew you wanted to do this from the get-go. I was making videos like picked, like with, with all my girlfriends, like with those camcorders. Oh, I yeah. was like, I was that girl. Yeah. You know? But in Australia, it wasn't a job. So I said to mom and dad, I'm like, I want to be a film director. And they're like, ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Graphic designer, maybe. Nothing right. wrong with it. But it was like, no, 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 no. But the, my parents couldn't quite wrap their heads around oh, it. Yeah. So it took me a little navigating to figure out how that dream was going to happen. So I did the London thing. I moved okay. to London. So you kind of dipped your toe in the big move. Yeah. 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 And then and ended up in LA for film school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So with the production company now, yeah. you guys do huge shows. I mean, y'all did fashion bloggers in Sydney. Yeah. So that was like a whole reality show following multiple fashion bloggers, right? Yeah, it was. We got it. We got in just at the, you know, just the right time. You yeah. Know? So I could actually still get Instagram handle fashion bloggers. Oh, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like you know, it was like, you know, I always seem to miss. You know, you miss that. Right? You're like, what's the next big thing? Oh yeah. And I actually, yeah, we got we got right in there, and so yeah, we followed five fashion bloggers who are um, all huge now. It's huge like Harper. And Harley, what other ones were on Harper there? and Harley, like Sarah only had like, I think it was like not even 30k followers. Like, oh my gosh. So, so we she's had, huge now. Huge. So we had um, Mandy from Oracle Fox. Okay. Harper and Harley. Um, Zanita. Zanita, Zanita. She's fabulous. She lives in New York now. Margaret Zhang, who's like a rock star, yeah. like photographer. Um, and we have Kate Waterhouse, who's sort of racing royalty so wow. yeah so it's all different styles all different girls um and it was so much fun so we were on e globally 
Wow. Um, yeah, around the world, which is fantastic. Well, so. we love E over yeah, here. We do. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so, and speaking of that, yes. I mean, we know each other through Kristen Cavallari, yes. and you do all of the Uncommon James videos, which are so good. Like, Aww. I, when she showed me the first one, I was like, who did this? It's Thanks, so babe. beautiful. You know what it is? I think because I've known Kristen for. I think since eight, she was 18. Like, we've known each other for a long time. Right. So I know who – I can see her. Yeah. So I feel like – And you know her style. Yeah. Like, you nail that yeah. every time. I just feel like we know each other so well, so we're so comfortable. We've got that shorthand. Mm-hmm. So we can sort of get there really fast and get emotional. Like, she's just fabulous to work work with. Totally. And, um, and create with, you know. Yeah. So, yeah I mean – Doing that video back, it's, it feels like ages ago, but the brand, not really, right? Like, I mean, the brand has just exploded. It's exploded. Right. So that video, that first video um, that we did to the song Vapor, mm-hmm. um, which is my friend's song, Toby, um, how long ago? That was like a year and a half ago. Probably, right? yeah. A couple years, wow, for sure. Crazy. So what's your process with that? Like with, when you, let's talk about that a little bit, the process that you and Kristen would maybe go through yeah. to create I think that's so interesting because, like you said, you capture, you really capture her style. I think you've really helped kind of give the brand like a visual aspect. So like what goes into that from your side of it? It's sort of, I'd like to say that it is strategic content creation because Uh you've got to know where you want to go, if that makes any sense. So, So the first one, it was really capturing behind the scenes. So really stepping in, the photographer did such a beautiful job that I just wanted to capture this dreamy Kristen in this beautiful feminine state because I think everyone sees her doing everything, you know, right. all the other stuff, being, being a, a boss mom babe. and being yeah. a boss babe and all that stuff. And I I really wanted to capture the pretty. Mm-hmm. So, and then let the jewelry obviously speak for itself. Right. Um, and then I thought black and white was really, and just having a hit of color would be a really beautiful entree for that. Mm-hmm. And then re moving to the next one, the next one was done in Nashville. And I, we, we really talked about how important it was that it is a Nashville brand and it's born and bred. It's born there, right? right? So to get her fans and to get the consumers and all her friends to see where she's from and put that sort of the heartbeat into the mm-hmm. into the brand. So that's why we chose Nashville for the second one. Um, and of course, clothing being so important, right? And, you know, to everything she does. I mean, she's such a fashion Easter icon. Like I just bow down. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> Um, and just pairing that with the jewelry um, was another thing too. And having fall, using all those beautiful colors. Mm-hmm. What people don't know is Kristen always shoots the once the fall campaign, but it's in spring, so right. we're shooting. So it was so funny. We we're like, oh my gosh, it is hot as in Nashville. Yeah, and we're doing the. You fall can cuss camp- on here, by the way. Okay. <laughs> How are we going to make this fall? Oh, totally. You're probably wearing sweaters and doing, I mean, it's just. Oh, my gosh. It was seriously so And then then we did the winter campaign at the same, we shot at the same Mm -hmm. time and literally had like, 
an hour, I was like, light the fireplace, get some crystal, oh you know, put a woolly jumper on and yeah. like a sweater for, you know, and, and it was like so hot out. It's like a hundred degrees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All that beautiful so mystery of. Do you actually like, you'll hire a crew and then do you sit with Kristen and you guys or whoever it is you're working with, yeah. you guys bounce the ideas off of each other or do you kind of come in and bring... I sort like, of, I come in and bring. You bring the idea. Yeah, a little bit because, you know, I know that's the beautiful thing about having this shorthand with Kristen is that right. because, you know, I like to, we're like sisters, you know, I mm. call her my sis. Mm. I, because I know her so well, I feel like I, I can save time and go, hey, listen, here's this concept or this concept, which, right. which do you like? And we haven't had, we haven't had a disagreement on anything yet like yet yet (laughs) (laughs) on the creative but now it's becoming now on common james is such a brand and huge we actually have to look back and go like not look back look forward and go how are we gonna actually put like who's the demo we're gonna actually rather than go yay i want to be creative right let's just go and shoot something it's way more strategic yeah now we've got to actually go okay Who's the demo? What are we doing? What, are the, what do people want? And it's kind of crazy and kind of fun in the same way. Totally. It's like a new challenge, yeah. which obviously you love new challenges <laughs> because so this is where you and I, we were at dinner the other night yeah. and I was listening to you talk and there's just a couple things. I feel like I gravitate towards you just naturally because you are just like a good hearted person okay. and you know that Ditto. immediately Ditto. meeting you. But I was listening to you talk and I'm like, oh my God, she does so many jobs just like I do. And that's been a huge challenge for me lately is to try to figure out like, am I doing the right thing by taking new things on or am I like overstretching myself and those kind of things. So you have this production company and then you've also started this like book line of amazing books, children's books that are meant to inspire and empower girls. So talk a little bit about Umbrella Girls. Okay. So the Umbrella Girls, oh my gosh, I love them so much. I do too. And I just met them. (laughs) (laughs) The Umbrella Girls are eight girls from around the world um, and each have a different story. Um, And basically I want them to be every little girl's best friend. Yeah. Um, the umbrella girls are there for sunshiny days and, and um, you know, um, rainy days. Mm-hmm. You know, the umbrella girls, you know that feeling when you stand under, umbre- under an umbrella and some, a girlfriend comes under or, you know, or a boyfriend yeah. and you just feel safe? Yes. That's where that that's where the name came from. So it's just about You're feeling safe. under the safe. umbrella. Yeah. I love that. And I think... For me, um, I par- I, I've got an amazing partner, Alison, mm-hmm. and she's um, from the meditation world. So, and she does a lot of speak um, speaking at schools mm-hmm. for self um, self improvement, self empowerment um, uh, for girls and um, and also boys as well. But we're sort of focusing on the girl side of things, and she's been amazing. So she's come with the sort of knowledge on that side and then I come in with my creativity to try and make it a brand that actually will sell globally yeah so it's sort of my it's been my passion project and as we all know passion projects turns it turn into businesses and there it is exactly (laughs) my life story yeah exactly (laughs) you know and that's I mean that's the thing right so I know that you've got that that many fingers in pies Mm -hmm. as well and Mm -hmm. it's true 
what you give life to or what you give attention to brings breeds life right so i i can i sleep but i think of them at night and i'm like are these like i said these girls want to come and like break free yeah i mean who knows where this is gonna take you so like what got you so inspired to go okay i've got to just i mean obviously there's a huge movement happening right now about empowering girls like i even started this podcast and without like subconsciously i have only had girls and then my psychic who is a gay man who I'm like you're essentially a girl too (laughs) yeah he's amazing but I mean I don't mean to do it but I do think we're in such a movement right now yeah like there's all these really strong women that I just want to showcase yeah is that kind of what inspired you or okay truth yeah truth okay (laughs) so the truth is I've been trying to have a baby for five years okay so the girls have sort of been my therapy in one sense and writing about having yeah just creating these books have given me it's my therapy in one sense as well because they've given me such comfort trying to have the have a baby and it's been such a tough journey for us Mm -hmm. that um that's why I just needed something that I could have control yeah. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Yeah, like in the film business, you're always pitching your ideas and TV, mm-hmm. you're always pitching and pitching and pitching and, it, and the rejection is so massive. Mm-hmm. And then you sort of compile that on top of the no, lack of success having a baby. It's like, oh, my God, I can't – what do I have control exactly. of? Exactly. Right? So and that's, how do you get out of bed every day to face that? Right? Yeah. And that's why – I had to have these girls have kind of saved my life in one sense because they bring, bring me so much joy. Do you feel like you were writing about empowering girls to empower yourself, actually? Yeah, I think so. That's so yeah. – it's so funny. I connect with you so much because <laughs> I started Velvet's Edge after probably the hardest time in my life when I had gone through – I say a really bad breakup, but that's not really giving it justice. I was yeah. engaged and yeah. called off the wedding and all of that. I mean, it was the darkest time oh, in my man. life. But like you said, you find you find power and power totally in creativity. Like totally, um, I really believe that, and I really believe I'm. I've I've worked out that I'm not a depressed person. I I can understand that how people go there, Mm -hmm. but for me, it was like I've got to do. I go the other way, and mm-hmm. I've got to do more. Mm-hmm. You know how you were saying about juggling, and we do so much. Yeah, I think we are the similar people like that mm-hmm. because I can't sit around and wallow. Wallow. Mm-hmm. It's too depressing. Yeah, I'll wallow for a little bit. Oh, I don't, I'm like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but then I'm like, I gotta get out of here. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. I watch a Christmas movie in ju- in July. In July, that. my friend. I, I do. There's I'm like, like a that's Christmas, Christmas movie that to is cheer you up. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's my thing. It's I that. And I might have found Thanksgiving movies on Hallmark. What? They make Thanksgiving movies? Yeah, I don't even know about these yet. Okay. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> you can call me. Yeah. So I do love that though because it, in doing stuff like that, I feel like you are. You're kind of giving yourself the courage. And I think – we were talking about this earlier. It's yeah. like in the world of social media, everyone just looks like they have their lives together or we put all of our best stuff out there. And so when real life stuff happens to you, a lot of times I find like I don't even know how to navigate it. No, it's like, totally true. And that's what these whole books are about. Like you guys are writing stories about these girls 
They sing. What did, What was the one you were telling me earlier? Um, Zoe. So yeah. so book two, she finds out she's gonna be a big sister. She's from yeah. Paris. Ooh la la. Yeah. Um, and she's she wants to be. She dreams of being a photographer. You know, like mm-hmm. she her her favorite accessory is her camera. Um, she gets told her world is everything's perfect. She lives above a. Par- flower shop in Paris mm, sounds um, yeah right and she's just the, you know she's she um is the single child she's just happy as and then she finds out she's going to be a big sister yeah well then life comes crashing down right so she gets on her bike and on the weekend she goes and finds out what it's actually like what will it be like to be and she a big sister so she gets you know she becomes an investigator a journal like a journalist yeah um which is fun like she's sassy she's brave she's inquisitive she's not you know she's not the girly girl you know it's mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that but you, there's other girls out there as yes. well you know um and then we put it in a sort of a beautiful nine month window so that it's really the theme is change so you see the you know you see fall come about you see well winter come about and she learns that actually life is going to be really cool with a big there's being a big sister um and it's really you know you feel her so there's so many different lessons so oh my god i'm yeah. sitting here like i need to read this. <laughs> because that is true it's just about like getting to the new acceptance of what totally. your new life is going to be even when it could be better totally. sometimes it's still so scary to totally. face that totally and we want i want moms like you know you've got it like assume when you become a mom like You've got to read these books. You know yeah. what I mean? Like some of them are so crap. Like the, the books. Oh, God, it's like you yeah. want to stick needles through your eyes with some of the stuff that's right. out there. And it's like, oh my God, the amount of pe- people that I know that sing the worst tunes, like in the car, you're yeah. like, oh gosh, oh gosh, <laughs> please dear God, maybe I'm writing stuff to protect myself. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Um, but I think that that's the reality of life is like, we're all going to go through changes. We're all going to face these obstacles, even just small ones. I mean, like becoming a big sister does not sound like a big deal to us now, but imagine when you're a kid, like, so to start learning those lessons of acceptance and how to like face different changes and challenges at a young age, what a goodness. And also just, I mean, there's... People like learning how to go to a new school, a new yeah. country. You know, I've been faced with that. Mm-hmm. I remember I, I'd always went to a girls' school, and I remember coming to America, and I, I walked into my first film class, and I had to stand up. I stood up, and I was like, "Good morning to the teacher," and there was guys, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I mean, like, why are there boys? Yeah, I loved what you were saying earlier about the that teaching people how to navigate through the change and that the girl is like responsible for learning that how to do it for herself yeah Yeah, it's I mean that's the most important thing right like Mm -hmm. I'm like we said before I've had to pick myself off the ground because of you know personal stuff with the babies (coughs) with the baby baby and lack thereof Um, and I think that if you can learn the tools to survive and be inquisitive and brave and courageous when you're three years old i think that we could have a successful tribe of girls that are we are raising 
to really stand up for themselves and never have this bullshit that's happening at the moment. Like, I don't understand how so many women have come forward only now. Like, oh, it's right. so... Like the Me Too stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's kind for of sure. crazy. And I, I think it's enough. I think that it's totally... I think we're the new generation of girls will never have to go through that. Well, right, because also we weren't trained to think no. that way until now. And, like, I do think there's so much TV and there's so so many other messages out there that are saying, like, you need to find a man to rescue you and to provide for you. And it's just now starting to happen where we're going, wait, like, I want a man in my life. I want a family in my life. However, yeah, I can still be successful. I can still love myself. I can still succeed in life completely without that which I mean for me is an empowering message it's hard it's hard out there to be a single girl it's hard not to have a family but when it's something you want you know I agreed and you know in my situation I live without my husband right a lot of the year right he lives in Australia right it's sort of note to self it's successful marriage So maybe you have it figured out. But no, but I've got a man that supports me in Uh my dream. Right. right? So that's what you want. Right. And if we can teach the girls to stand up for themselves, have a voice. And not just settle and get married to get married. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, have your mum walk you down the aisle. You don't have to have your dad walk you down the aisle. Right. Like, think outside of the box. God, so I these are the, that's the sort of the premise of all yeah. these, these books. What's next for Umbrella Girls? Do you know? Or is it kind of in the works? Well, we've got, um, we've just finished an animation sizzle. Okay. So, um, What's hope, a sizzle? Because so, that's lingo we know, but okay. a lot of people might not know that. So sizzle's just sort of a teaser, a two-minute sort of a, a taste of what, what the TV show could become. Um, I've written a song with my friend Toby um, called So Pure, Add Songwriter to Your Poetry. <laughs> it's really, I'm a poet, poetry. Okay, we'll add that to the list too. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but it's all about hip hopping on a rainbow and pirouetting on a dream. Yeah. Um, but it's all about, it's really, you know, the next generation of girl power because, you know, there's something beyond girl power. I'm sort of not, it's more than that. It's a totally because this is 100% yeah. to me because I think that girl power is being misinterpreted. I agree. It's like it's not male bashing. Like, no, the we, men should be built up too. They're great too. Like, I think that girl power is about loving yourself and owning your own power, and that's it. It doesn't mean bringing anyone else down. I agree a thousand percent, and it also doesn't have to be pink. Yes. <laughs> You know, it could be black, it could be gray, it could be black and gray, <laughs> it could be silver, it could be on brand. I mean, it could be, yeah, it could be neon, it could be whatever you, whatever you are. It's about owning yourself. That's exactly right. Okay, so not to bring this down at all, but we did talk a little bit about what happened to you and what you're kind of currently going through with yeah. this child stuff, and I think that that, <sighs> you're open to talking about it, which yeah. is huge, so can you kind of tell people a little bit about your story? You're the first person that I've been able to do this with. I have done this with, so here we go. Okay, <laughs> we'll see what happens. We may both be crying. <laughs> that, you've got me here. <laughs> um, so Joshi and I, my husband and I, have been trying to have a baby for five years. Mm-hmm. And as Kristen would be able to attest to this, this has been going on since her first. So that's okay. how long. It's a long time. It's a long time. Mm-hmm. So um, I... Try, I've tried to carry a baby. I've tried, I've done, we've done everything. So 
but I, I've had eight miscarriages wow. myself, which is kind of bananas in its own thing. So I've, I started, we started off in Australia and then my doctor in Australia was like, listen, I think you should go to America because there's, there's so much more that we could do, they can do in America because surrogacy is illegal still in Australia. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it's, you know that. Yeah. So it's not, yeah, you can't, you don't, you can't be a surrogate in Australia. So for us, it was like, every time a cycle didn't work, I was always like, just sort of felt alone. And I yeah. was left, I was like left going, what do I do? Do I go over? So anyway, so after that, I had four miscarriages in Australia and then we went to um, San Diego to the IVF clinic there because because it was it had a relationship with my doctor. Okay. <laughs> Should have thought that through because I was like, yeah, one and John will be in San Diego and oh, it'll totally. be fine. Yeah, I'm still driving to San Diego. People. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. That's a, no, Giselle, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we went to the clinic in San Diego and I we we had eggs and the great thing is with them, they were like, listen, we just need to get your eggs out. So we did a multiple cycles. Okay. So I think that's really important when any woman is looking at their eggs and don't just do one cycle. Really? No, and just... If you own, you've got to get like twenty eggs in your bank. Really? Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm thinking about freezing my I'm eggs. I'm your, I'm your egg woman. Okay. I'll be calling you honestly, because the thing is, is that once you think you've got all these years ahead of you, oh, but yeah. every cycle takes six months. Like oh so, they, God. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so, the clock, that baby clock, ticks over. Do you so, mind me asking how old are you? <laughs> is that like is that putting you on the spot? Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm just curious because of egg stuff. Yeah. Like this so, is like a yeah. So I have uh, yeah. So okay, we'll skip that part. We'll, we'll edit that out too. I'm like, how honest do you want me to be? I want you to be honest as you're as honest as you're comfortable with. I've been 38 for a couple of years. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I was just wondering if that's a factor in the eggs. Yeah, it stuff. is. So you've got okay. to basically you've got to be. Um, You've got to sort of get your eggs out by 37, 38 to have the best quality. Right. Eggs. Okay. So, you know, I, like I said, I've been 38 for, for a, couple a couple of years. years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just okay. a couple. Okay. So, um, but the doctor said, like, just, we've got to keep going. We've got to okay. keep going. So that was the most important thing for us. And okay. then we, then it was like, we got the eggs tested and half of them, the embryos tested and then half of them didn't work. Wow. Yeah. So then you're like, holy crap, that's the next thing that people don't tell you. Test your embryos. Right. Right. So so then it was like we just went through the next couple of cycles and it just wasn't working. And my doctor was like, I don't know what to do. Literally. He was even at like nobody knew. There was nothing wrong. There was nothing that just wasn't sticking. No. How frustrating. So then we were like, okay, so what do we do? So we went, ended up going and getting a surrogate. Um, and as many people have heard, probably watching the Kardashians, um, surrogacy is not that easy, like in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, it's fi- a financial pressure. 100%. Um, it's also matching with someone. It's like online dating. Really? Right? Oh, yeah. Because you're talking to them yeah, like every, every day. day. So Josh and I went, 
to this random hamburger place. Of course, it's hamburgers because it's Joshy. Um, and had hamburgers with these people. It was like a bl- double date, but it was blind. And they're actually going to potentially carry your child. It's like it's crazy. Right? Yeah. And she had a beer. And I remember going, oh. That doesn't maybe work for oh. me. And she goes, and then she goes, it's my last one because, you know, so I was like, okay, cool. Um, but they ended up being lovely. I mean, look, it's amazing what they, it's a gift. Mm-hmm. Right? They're going to carry a baby. Like, right. Who does, who that? It's craziness. Um, and we did the transfer and we got pregnant the first time with twins. So we were super, super, super excited. And the pregnancy went perfectly, perfectly. Um, and, and then out of the blue, I was actually going to have coffee with Kristen mm. in the morning and I had, I was shooting on, Unco- I had just shot the Uncommon James Spring in Malibu and mum and I, the day before were talking about double strollers and blah, blah, blah. And we were 22 weeks and six days. <coughs> um, and I got a random text in the morning and she's this from our surrogate and she said, oh, I've, just, I've had a little bleeding, I'm cramping a little bit, um, I'm just going to go to the hospital. And I walked into mom and I was like, do you think I should go down? She was like, you're here, why don't you just go down? Wow, that was the end of it all. Like it, I couldn't believe it. Like I got to the hospital and I literally walked into... It's like a war zone. That's the only way to describe it because you're so not expect. I was just like, we were talking on the way down. She's like, they'll just put her on bed rest. Right. Remember, we're 22 weeks and six days, like 24 weeks. It's only a week and one day from when babies can survive. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was was like 10 a.m. in the morning and... I had nurses, I had specialists talking at me and I was just screaming. I was like, mm-mm, I don't understand what's happening. What do you mean? What do you mean? And the baby's heartbeats were fine. And then I was holding her hand and her water broke at like 1 p.m. It was all over. And so then we had to wait. Um, she, ba- she, she gave birth to Parker first. Um and I cut his umbilical cord mm. and I, we did skin to skin with him and he was alive for 56 minutes with me. And then it was time for Ellie and um, she, she was littler and it was, it was really brutal. And then cutting the umbilical cord and I was just like, I can't believe after everything that I've gone through, that I'm not losing one baby, I'm just like losing two. Right. It's like, are you kidding me? Um, and then we, the nurses were so amazing. They put both of them on my arms and they took their last breath on me. And I was like, oh, I just couldn't believe it was my life. You know, after all these years. Um, and I had to go home, you know, it's like, and all my dreams were crushed right there and then. So it's taken, it took me a long time, a little bit, but looping, 
I had to call Josh too. He was in Sydney, so I didn't tell him as she was pushing to go do go into labour. He was getting on a plane from Australia, and I had to tell him at LAX that the babies didn't survive. Mm -hmm. It was so fucked, so fucked. And that was January 11th this year. Um, How have you? I mean, we're both crying. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, the story, it, to me, it does the whole, like, I don't understand. I have a really hard time sometimes because I'm like, this just isn't fair. Like, no. you guys have, you know, been no. through so much. Why no. would that happen? But what, so what did you do? Like, how do you get out of bed? Oh, so this is what I did. I, I spent two weeks on the floor, just yeah. not knowing. And then... I think we were talking about this before. I felt so alone mm -hmm. and I lost my voice. And I'm, I'm a talker. Yeah. <laughs> As we all know. I love a chat. Yeah, a little chat. <laughs> so when my voice wasn't, I couldn't speak. I was like, I don't know how to tell friends. So I did an Instagram post and that's how I told people. And it was just. Because you couldn't find the words. I couldn't find the words and I didn't know what to do and I couldn't email. I like, I sent an email with the same post out to my, my close friends. And, yeah. But it was, the response was so overwhelmingly beautiful mm. that it was intense to start with because it was constant. But then there was such love and I felt this global vibration. And I know that sounds so hokey, but I felt so supported. Yeah. I felt so supported once I'd posted that and I don't know what it was, but it just it was like I sort of exhaled and I was like, whoo, I can get through this. And we then were, opened uh, yourself up for connection. I too. also opened myself up for the other stuff too. What like, do you mean? I don't know. I felt, I was so nervous that the, I would get like someone going, ah, you shouldn't have done that. But it, I didn't get any of that. I yeah. have women have DM'd me from around the world that have gone, I've been through this. I've, yeah. you know, and then given, given their words of encouragement or people saying, I have never been able to say, say out loud that what I've gone through. Right. So there's really, really a gap of being honest about what we've gone through because fuck we go through so much we everyone to, does we try and do it all right right and i don't know why with miscarriages and losing babies mm. why that's the last thing we talk about i don't either do you know because I, mean? I as you're telling the story i'm thinking you know i've had a couple friends go through similar things and i'm like oh but y'all need to talk because yeah. i do think there's such a power in knowing that you're not alone yeah. and that just hearing someone else say exactly what you felt and think is so powerful. So powerful. And healing. And know? I just, and healing for everyone, right? Agreed. So what I did was I just was like, I can't, I cannot leave this be. Mm -hmm. So I, my husband and I, um, you know, I created a charity. We created a charity called Pom Poms and Stardust. So cute. Mm -hmm. I love that. <laughs> and I wanted us to be, I wanted it not to feel like, a heavy charity mm -hmm. and I wanted it to feel like we're going to be your biggest cheerleaders mm -hmm. you know um and I've written a song called Mother of Angels I love this and okay. um all the money that we're recording it in two weeks okay yeah and all the money from that will go into the charity yeah and then what I'm going to do we were going to do our own charity but what we're going to do is link into another established charity because 
I just want the money to go to the right right area. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like the right area is people, parent, women like myself that need support. Mm-hmm. Because I think that the we we're known as intended parents, and I think that the, we're the forgotten people. Like in terms of, I think going through the surrogacy journey, you don't you're not actually having the baby, so all the focus goes to the surrogate. Goes to the surrogate. Wow. And I've been left on the wings here, right? And that's what I'm getting the feedback. So Interesting. it's it's been nice taking the taking figuring out mm-hmm. how we're gonna help, mm-hmm. but it's support groups. And just also giving people like, like some money so that they can. I haven't worked like you don't. I am well, you just way. you're in trouble. You like need you can't. time. Yeah. So there's just ways. So it's really it's really um it's been great throwing myself into that. Amazing. Well, and then the books, yeah, empowering girls, yeah. and and what so, else is in your plan? Do you have? Well, other here things? it is. Here's where we leave. Here's where we leave with a little bit of hope. Okay, you, give you it know, to us. Bring us the hope. Here's a very sparkly dust because I ain't leaving this podcast. No, no. So what I did, we very quickly decided that I would couldn't. I personally could not leave Ellie and Parker's name in vain and be depressed because we're not yes. going to be parents. So I went back to the surrogacy agency okay. who have been amazing. Okay. Went back to my lawyer. Um, we hired another surrogate. Okay. And we're currently 16 weeks pregnant. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> um, so it's crazy. And I think of Ellie and Parker in my heart. I just, I told you, I just did some Reiki this morning. Yes. Just trying to connect with everything and really start celebrating the happiness and joy of being mm-hmm. 16 weeks pregnant. It's amazing. And it's the first time I can smile and look at you in the eyes and go, we're pregnant. Yes. We're pregnant. Yeah, even the other night you were having a harder time talking about I it. I know. So this Reiki really I know. <laughs> she really worked me hard, girl. <laughs> but like I just, you know, and that's with your listeners, I just want there is hope. Like yeah. you just gotta get up, you gotta shower. One foot in front of the other. Yeah, and just know there's women out there like me that have been through it and there are you, you nobody's alone. No. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. So So where can the people do you guys have like a website set up yeah. for this charity? Yeah. Okay. And I'm gonna link all of this on velvetsize.com, but say Amazing. it again. For so it. it's pom poms and stardust. Okay. Um dot com. Dot com. So, yeah. So we're there. Um and you know, there'll be we're gonna do every event's gonna be under the stars. Yeah. So we're gonna do an outdoor movie and a launch of um the song. Oh. Um, so that's going to be stay tuned. I'll let you know. Okay. Um, It'll probably be on the website though, yeah, right? Um, yeah. Are yeah. you guys on social media yet? Uh, yeah, we're on social media. So same. is it at Pom Poms and Stardust? Yes. Love that. Yes. And then where can people find the books? Because I know I know a lot of moms are going to be listening thinking I need these. I know, I know. Thank and you. And I think everyone does, especially Aww. girl moms. Thank you, thank you. So books books are online at the moment. Okay. Um, we are doing a whole print run before Christmas so okay yeah the holidays so and there's a coloring in page you oh can have fun. so yeah so that's um that's what's the umbrella girls the umbrella girls. Well. Com, okay. yeah um so and then what's next for you production wise all these jobs <laughs> guess what what probably uncommon James oh, right? 
Oh yeah, yeah new season two. Season two of Very Cavalry is I coming mean. up. Yeah, no, I think you know I've got a few things on the boil, but you know again just focusing focusing on um, the projects that I love. Yeah, because I think that if you give you know it's just about being at this point in my life, it's about doing what you love, working with friends, yep. and just laughing all the way. Speaking of laughing, we should talk about the scene you were featured on Very Gavillary. You and Kristen talking about a GQ article that Jay read. If anyone, if you guys want to know what Pippi looks like, go check out that episode. I, okay, so I literally, I was like, that was oh, the best. Oh my gosh! So I did that. That was that was after Ellie and Parker actually passed wow. away, and it was the first time. It was four months in, and I, I look at it, and I'm like. I was a little bloated then. I was a little. <laughs> well, you're being hard on yourself. <laughs> no, but I, I did. No, it was it's one fabulous. of my favorite was, scenes. They're talking about uh, pleasuring a woman. <laughs> yeah, and the, the stuff that got cut out, which I'll say again, I was Ooh. like, hey, hubby, you need to get that article. Yeah, I think every man needs to go read this GQ article. <laughs> we'll ask Kristen for the link. <laughs> totally. She's smiling all the way, right? So, hello. He must be doing something right. Amen to that. Oh, Pip, I just love you so much. Oh, thank, thank you for you. doing this with me. Babe, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I feel like we could talk forever. I mean, we really could. Like I said, you guys, I'm going to link everything on velvetsedge.com so you can find out more about all of Pip's adventures there and um, I can't wait to hear about everything in 16 weeks. Here we go. Okay, here we go. I can phone in. I'll phone you. Yeah, seriously. Oh my god, everyone's going to want to know. We'll do do an update. Perfect. (laughs) All right. thanks so much for listening, you guys. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.